0: Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Managers Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. This is our Nicolas Cage podcast where we uh, rank and watch every single one of Nicolas Cage's now 106 movies. Uh, I am your host, Meg. My and other host is...
0: I'm Chris Madden. Hello. How you doing?
1: Hi. Hello. <laughs> like We haven't been talking all day, Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no one else to talk to. Just us now. Is there even a world out there?
1: are we like i think so i think i (laughs) don't know we uh we uh record this show live on twitch every sunday at 5 p.m pacific time um if you are listening on the podcast version and you prefer to see a visual representation of this show it can our old episodes can be found on our youtube channel um and uh just a warning that we will spoil today's movie which is eight millimeter uh i don't think you care about that but in case you do Add that just a heads up. We have a guest today. Speaking of other people in the world, uh, please welcome uh, improviser Michael Trainer.
0: Oh, crap. I have to hit a button now.
1: <laughs> he's here, he's here. Wait for- <laughs> <laughs> hello,
0: forgetting. hello. Hello, Michael. Hi.
2: Thank you for welcoming me into the cage and then unlocking it.
1: We uh we are really gonna need your help with this movie. We're really gonna need your help to unlock the cage. You gotta so, so how
0: does it work? Like, all right, so you welcome someone into the cage, but mm-hmm. then you have to unlock the cage.
1: Show it can our old episodes can be found on our YouTube channel. Um, and uh just a warning that we will spoil today's movie, which is eight millimeter. Uh I don't think you care about that, but in case you do, add that just a heads up. We have a guest today speaking of other people in the world. Uh Please welcome uh, improviser Michael Trainer.
0: Oh crap, I have to hit a button now.
3: <laughs>
2: Easier <He's laughs>
0: here. Here. For- <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
2: forgetting.
0: hello. Hello, Michael.
1: Hi.
2: Thank you for welcoming me into the cage and then unlocking it.
1: We uh we are really gonna need your help with this movie. We're really gonna need your help to unlock the cage. You gotta so, so how smart.
0: does it work like all right, so you welcome someone into the cage, but mm-hmm. then you have to unlock the cage. It's right. kind of like a metaphor for really just like friendship and like welcoming someone into your cage, but you know, that's just the one The cage step. is
1: my rib cage because I'm welcoming, welcoming you into my heart.
0: But then you still have to <laughs> unlock your heart. So like someone can, right. you know, I don't know.
2: It's like a nesting doll of cages. Like yeah. I let you in physically, but you're not there
0: emotionally yet. Not yet. Hopefully. It-
1: I the cage is s- emotional vulnerability which is mm. you know a challenge for us all
0: it's, it's and- the cages they don't just keep people in they keep people out
2: <laughs> and really that's what this movie's about
0: there was a no, there was not. a really great meme i saw where there was like a person is a is a comic strip and this person is a maze and this other person is solving the maze to get to their heart and he's like, I got it. I figured it out. And then it gets to the heart and it's like a much smaller, more intricate maze. I don't know. It's reminding me of that.
3: That's
2: I, accurate to life.
1: I, I would say that that's a representation of this movie, but they're, it's not. It's very straightforward. Yeah. there's no straightforward, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a movie about snuff films. Not not nearly anything that we were talking
1: about. Um. So let's check in. Our goal, as you guys know, is to watch every single one of Nicolas Cage's 106 movies. Um, if you've been following along, we have I'd added an additional movie to that list because neither Chris nor I had seen this movie before. I'm at 20 movies, Chris is at 31 movies. Um, Michael, give us a sense of where you are in the Nicolas Cage uh, fandom, How or, you know, expertise. Uh...
2: I am very late to the game to Nick Cage. I think I was a very literate, like literal child where it didn't occur to me that a big budget popular movie could be enjoyed, you know, ironically. So all of his movies <laughs> have just been like real duds to me. I didn't understand why people saw them. Um, but about like 10 years ago, maybe, we started having, well, uh, on a separate podcast, after we would do an episode taping, we would do a 10-year-old dinner, which was like, you know, you get mac and cheese and chicken nuggets and then watch a crappy Nick Cage movie. So, uh, I've probably seen like 10, which is like eight more than I thought I had, uh, going. Wait, so this.
1: you, you had another podcast and then after every recording of that podcast, you would watch a Nick Cage movie.
2: Yeah. I don't think we did for every, cause we definitely had more than 10 episodes of that podcast, but it just became like, it, it was a Sunday recording situation, much like this, but it was a little bit earlier in the day. And we're, you know, we're like, oh, we should eat something. What can we get? Oh, I, I bet we can get like, you know,
3: uh,
2: chicken and stars. I don't know what we got. I don't remember the, <laughs> <laughs> the meals. I couldn't think of one 10 year ten-year-old dinner meal on the spot.
0: Did you? Was uh, this for who the who the hell is Harry Potter? Who the heck is Harry Potter?
2: No, this was like uh, I think the name was uh, was simulated itch relief. It might still be online. Simulated
0: uh, itch relief. The guy
2: whose podcast it was, he was like a communications major in college and he took some like advertising class and they mentioned like in an infomercial, you know, if you're selling uh, like a a lotion or whatever, you need to have like a simulated itch release (laughs) face to sell the product. And he liked the term so much that it became the episode name or the podcast name. So, uh, but yeah, I've definitely seen 10. Nicolas Cage movies all the way through, and then maybe five that I tried to watch.
1: Do you Do you yeah. have any that you remember enjoying, or any that you remember disliking?
2: Um, uh, Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse is like the best one. Oh, that's quality, um, yeah. for sure. Uh, we watched season of the witch, which is <laughs> which is bad but enjoyably bad. Oh, I can't it, wait. Like, for gives that up one. his yeah, just enjoy his accent work for the first ten minutes, then he drops it immediately. <laughs>
1: Season Season of the Witch is actually one of our episodes coming up with uh, your friend Adi Heller. Whoa! Gonna, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> we might have watched it together. He yeah. was around during those days.
1: But he he uh, he is he has watched every single one of Nicolas Cage's movies, and so I gave him the total list of you know all the movies that no one had picked yet, mm-hmm. and that was the movie that he chose. So I'm really curious to find out why someone who has oh, yeah. the knowledge of every single other one was like, "This is the one."
2: Yeah, that is an interesting choice. Um... The only other one I can remember watching was, and I don't, I didn't put it on my list, so I must have seen it. And it's the eleventh one, uh, the one where it's based off of like, uh, it's like he get he gets raptured. I don't remember the name of it. Is it, it Knowing? No, it oh, right. it's not Knowing. Is right? that?
0: Oh no, Left Behind.
2: Left Behind? That sounds right. Well, the, the world gets the raptured, theater.
0: and he gets left behind, or something, or I can't remember. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. That's fun. That'd be a fun one but I didn't choose a fun one. I wanted eight millimeter.
1: Yeah. But- so tell me, tell me about, uh, why you chose this movie because I, I was surprised anyone chose it. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, your show booker contacted me and said, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do the Christmas episode? And I said, no <laughs> team behind Chris and Meg is elaborate team. I yeah. Our do big eight team.
1: <laughs> My, are you an our assistant? Yes. <laughs>
2: I think eight millimeter might've been the first Nick cage movie I ever saw. Uh, a friend suggested it in high school. He said, this is a crazy movie. Uh, and it's, I, I don't know. I still don't know what to think of the movie. It's been 20 years. I haven't seen it since that original time where it had a crazy impact on my brain every time I think of Nick cage. I'm like that baby face man in the gimp mask, like what is happening? (laughs) He has Uh, a baby
0: head. He does. It's so oh.
2: it's for me one of the more upsetting things in the movie is seeing that baby-faced man at the end. Uh,
0: I, I think it was less jarring for me because we were watching it. And I hit pause, and then it just came up on X-ray who the guy in the mask was. You know, on the uh, anim- Amazon just tells you the actors. Oh, he was in man. True Blood, and I'm like, oh, it's the guy <laughs> from True Blood is in this movie.
1: Right at the beginning of the movie too, it was like, oh, I guess that's gonna be the guy under the under
0: yeah. The mask. When he, when he sees oh. the snuff film, if you pause it, it tells you who the guy in the mask is.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole experience that you missed out on. Uh, well, I mean, that's fair. That's the reveal. Fair.
0: <laughs> I missed the reveal. I want
1: to tell you a, a little, a little fun fact about the guy in the mask. Oh, I can't find it anymore. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the guy. Did you see face off Mike? Is that uh, one of the ones you've seen?
2: I think I've tried to watch face off.
1: Well, then maybe this is for Chris. Chris, when he escapes the prison, he has the help of this really big dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, that? that's
0: totally him. Yeah, it's the guy from yeah. True Blood again, yeah.
1: <laughs> Who gets Wait, zotched <laughs> in, guys...
0: This guy gets electro-zotched in the brain. A very similar character he's played in both those. And then
1: he's... Uh, he's just yeah. a big dude. I think he gets big dude parts.
2: He was in The Wire. Did. I remember seeing him in The Wire and being like, oh, my God, it's Babyface Man. <laughs> on, like,
0: for he's the bad guy. Yeah, this this, um, this movie was like... Like, for me, watching it, I'm sure that if I watched this back in the day, like it would be like, uh, oh my God, this is hard to watch. This is a mixture of like horror and like holy shit, every taboo in the book is in this movie. And then, like, now watching it, some parts of this I'm like, you know, a lot of 12 year olds are looking at this online. Like, this, <laughs> the stuff they're, they're selling in the black market underground, <laughs> that stuff is like accessed on your first Google result if you just type max the hollywood
2: called in. it man max hollywood knew that all this is going online it's <laughs> a pioneer
0: he was right man he was the the predest he was the he could have get in the ground floor on this but he didn't
2: no no r.i.p max
0: hollywood <laughs> R. I. P. Ma- spoiler alert r.i.p max hollywood
1: <laughs> max hollywood is such a great character name too i love that this was I,
0: like yeah i i liked joaquin the, phoenix in this movie like this is the only movie yeah, i actually liked him in he, he's <laughs> fine yeah
2: He's a ray of light in this like miserable slog. Like forty-five <laughs> minutes in, you finally get Joaquin Phoenix, and it's yeah. great. The ten minutes he's on screen.
0: Oh
1: he's man, like a, he's like a, I feel like one of the only characters that seems to be enjoying themselves. Like he seems to be like, oh, this is fun. I'm just gonna hang out with this dude, and he's gonna pay me to go on a little porn adventures. Like <laughs> <Yeah.
3: it's, laughs> it
2: sounds so quaint the way you describe it. A little yeah. porn adventure.
1: <laughs> Oops, and then I got my throat slit at the end. So but, yeah. just to break he's down the, the plot. Wait, hold on. Before we okay. do that, Chris, what do you I, I, we are absolutely going to do that. I want to give you guys a little background on this movie. You probably already know it, but just in case, um, this movie was made in 1999 by Joel Schumacher. Um, this was Joel Schumacher's follow-up to Batman and Robin, which was a <laughs> bad bomb movie, and he decided to make this afterwards. Um, also, Batman and Robin kind of a little bit like s and too, like yeah, Bane. some of the costumes so Bane. interesting.
0: Nipples on the on the costumes.
1: Yeah, that was Batman. Robin was that wasn't the other Batman one, right?
0: No, a lot of butts and leather though. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would argue that Batman Returns, which was not directed by Joel Schumacher, was much more kinky than the other ones because you had Catwoman.
2: I mean, yeah, that was that was a huge, uh, you know, but that's, that's all leather, pretty much all
0: leather. <laughs> But there are elements that kind of like seem to match up.
1: We will, will, and we will dig into that for sure. So so this movie was actually a a financial success, surprisingly. It it cost $40 million to make and made $96 million. Um, It's terrible reviews. I think it's like about 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. No surprises there. Um, And I bet you guys didn't know this. There was a straight to video sequel called 8mm 2.
2: I only found out when trying to search for this movie a millimeter <laughs> two popped up but I said there's no there's no way in hell I'm watching that what? It,
3: it
1: was it is the sequel but or I think I, there's no like through line aside from the name and that it involves like maybe snuff tapes maybe porn I don't remember which. did
0: any actors make it from this movie to that one no okay.
2: I mean no one's alive from the first movie <laughs> except
0: watching.
2: for Nick Cage and Katherine Keener like yeah. no one's around
0: right Oh what a shitty baby, use of
1: Baby Catherine Cindy Keener. Yeah All right Chris what well, you you were going to give us an overview Okay
0: yes so uh Nick Cage is a private investigator to the rich known for his discretion uh and his ambition he is recruited by a uh Elderly woman whose husband has died, and she discovered in his safe behind a picture a video of a woman, a pornographic video of a woman being murdered. This woman hires Nicolas Cage to uh, authenticate this video, and it's an eight millimeter tape. Sorry, key should have known that. And craziness ensues as he goes down the rabbit hole looking to see to find the girl from the tape and whatnot. There you go. Yeah. That's my summary of this fucking movie. (laughs) Also, they have a lot of great actors that they're just terrible. Like, I I was like, oh, Catherine Keener's going to be in this movie. You know, Catherine Keener was like a young smoke show, in my opinion. Smoke
2: show. Smoke show. Smoke show. Bring in the smoke show. And they just
0: totally underused her in this movie. Like, she didn't really have much depth as her character. And she was like, I'm just the lady stays at home with the baby. I'm happy all the time. Anyway. I wasn't I was Yeah. That.
2: She's just there so that Nick Cage can lie to someone. I found like watching <laughs> it the second time 20 years later there's like a through line of like truth and lies like there's so many people looking for like the truth about this tape, the truth about what happened to my daughter, the truth this. And while meanwhile Nick Cage is like holding everything back for her protection, holds back the fact that he smokes like oh, and really she's just there for exposition and for him to lie to her. It's a real bummer.
1: It's- this is uh i was just looking so this is before being john malkovich i think because being john malkovich was also released in 90. yeah it was released in december 99 and uh this was like january 99 or february 99 so this is like this is like they have katherine keener and they don't know what they've got with her because like she's about to get really big is is my guess
0: you know what Mm. i i was just pointing this out to meg earlier today because i was cutting a clip out of the uh the uh trailer for this and the writer of seven wrote this mm-hmm. movie and it's called eight millimeter <laughs>
2: <laughs> i knew that he wrote seven but i didn't pick up on
0: <laughs> like what is this guy thing? doing <laughs> did he write the film the nine the animated <laughs> film the nine do you remember this movie oh yeah i could have been aware hit.
2: of it i've not seen it but i'm aware of it <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. I hope you just write
0: numbers movies. You could have a really great movie marathon of just movies with numbers for titles. I
1: bet there'd be a bunch of Fast and Furious movies in there.
0: Fast 8? Well, you could, I mean, I think that's that's too liberal of a... I'm talking the title is a number, like the movie, the number 23. Uh,
2: Oh, that movie. Jesus.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's a movie called One.
2: Oh, there has to be.
0: Like a Beatles. A Once? There's a movie called Once man we, buy that. we were doing everything in our power to avoid talking about this uh, film i'll talk about it,
1: like, it all right let's let's all right we we uh oh i love brendan's
0: we... comment there are, these are the first two parts of the why is six afraid of seven trilogy <laughs>
1: <laughs> um all right do we have any right, what clips do we have that can get us started there's the there's the one where he watches the snuff film which i think i asked chris to edit out the snuff film just so we can see Yes. Chris, uh, Brendan, same people's names. Nicholas Cage's <laughs>
2: reaction. Yeah, Tom something I think is his name.
1: <laughs> Tom. Tom Wells. Wells. Tom
2: Wells. He's doing
0: well. Tom this Wells. is just Nick Cage reacting to stuff videos <laughs> over and over again, and I <laughs> love this so much that I have incorporated it into the show. And now whenever I want, I can hit a button and get Nick Cage to react to something. <laughs> So we got all three of those on three different uh, three different things. So if there's something really stupid in the movie, we could all just bust out Nick Cage reaction. I think that this movie was worth it then, yeah. If only for that. If that was the thing that came out of this, we also That's have great. what else? Uh, I guess there's not really stuff that happens in the beginning so much yeah. that I have, but there is. This is him watching the movie.
1: The, the so the first like third of the movie is a pretty basic like missing persons movie. Would you guys say like it's yeah. just he gets he looks at the snuff film. And then aside from that, it's basically, he's just trying to find this girl. So there's a lot of tedious scenes about him trying to find this girl.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like watching it the second time. It feels like, I don't know when you were watching it, you, did you have any, uh, any uh, hope at all that the snuff film was not real? uh, When you, as you were watching it in the beginning, or were you like, we'll see about this snuff film. I, this might not be.
0: I definitely was thinking oh there there's a chance it's not real. I don't know. Maybe that's naive, okay. but I don't know.
1: I was thinking it was real cuz otherwise it's I think it's less I don't know w- with the type of kind of movie it is, I feel like it needs to be real. Yeah.
0: This is this is a really dark fa- thought, but you know, when I think snuff film, I think more porn cuz like that was just a film of someone getting murdered. I mean, come on. Right. You know? Right got to mix uh, anyway this is a really dark thought
2: <laughs> i mean i i guess like uh that probably was my assumption as well they probably uh you know maybe there's a there's a an awful director's edit that shows even worse uh lead up but uh i think they probably for the sake of the movie wanted to skip over the porn part and get yeah. right to the the part that he's investigating <laughs> um but yeah i think cuz uh, again watching this the second time i feel like I kind of knew even the first time that it was going to be a real snuff film. So it's more like, you know, in a sense what the ending's going to be. So it's just like this like tragedy of like watching someone go through the motions where, you know, like this isn't going to end up well. And every step he takes, it's like, dude, just give up. Just say it's real. And like, just walk away from this.
0: It's like, you're doing this for an old woman too. That's like, doesn't seem to be all there and. You know what I mean? She's she's in the sweet lady, but like, you know, at the end of the day, she'll be able okay. Wouldn't it be
2: better to just say, like, yeah, I checked it out. It's not real. Live yeah. the rest of your life happy, knowing that it's not real.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That was sad as hell, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: so sorry. Oh, but God. you know what? You have to watch this movie. It's on the list. So I'm happy to take this yeah. journey with you.
1: You know what? There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of parallels too to uh, like The Wicker Man in terms of this like investigation thing. It's just like he gets so obsessed with his investigation. You're just like, dude, just move on. Like it's right. not like the the impetus behind his obsession for the investigation is really forced in the movie for me.
0: Yeah, like at mm-hmm. a certain point, he knew it was real. Kind of like you'd he, like he, if he had to guess, you'd be like, oh, this fucker thing's real. And that's really yeah. all the lady asked for. She didn't ask him to bring anyone to justice or anything like that. He just kind of kept going. Well,
1: but, then yeah. he gets caught up with the the mom and I think he wants to find out what happened because he's like, oh, I now have this relationship with this mom and I'd like to bring her some closure. I guess it's not that far-fetched, but I don't know. It's just so boring, guys. It's just such a boring, it's real, it's real boring beginning the of the movie. Yeah. You <laughs> know
0: what's weird about this? This movie is extremely, extremely weird in that When he packs that gun to go on the trip, so he's gonna go on this trip to see what's going on, he packs a gun in the safest way I've ever seen in any movie ever. He packs a gun cleaning kit. He has a safe in his trunk. He like checks the barrel to see if there's a bullet in it. He's like extremely like normal. The movies people like take a gun, just jam it down the front of their pants and get in their car. This guy's like you know, following all the
1: rules. Maybe that's intentional to so, show the contrast between the man he is at the beginning and the man he is at the end.
2: At the end with just a trunk full of porn and who knows how many
0: guns. <laughs> and he has a porn bonfire with yeah.
1: a person oh in my it. We, we, uh, we it. have a, we have a request from the audience for a clip that unfortunately we don't have for the, uh, insane phone conversations between Catherine Keener and Nick. <laughs> I wish
0: I had cut all those together.
2: I was watching it with, uh, cause unfortunately, um, you know, my wife, Shion was, you know, we're, we're stuck in this place together. And she was like, oh, you have to watch this movie for the, for the show. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're not going to watch it before bed. We're going to wait like the day before midday and her comment all the time when they would do the phone call is, why is Nick cage always referring to the baby as sweet? It was just like a weird, like, like how's how's the baby? Oh, she's sweet. Like, what do you mean sweet? Like it's a baby, <laughs> it's like a three month old. What, what sweet things is a baby doing at three months? Uh,
0: uh,
2: but yeah, that was every phone call, I believe. Is <laughs> baby the
1: baby's old. name Cinderella or is that just their nickname for a baby named Cindy? Oh, I don't
2: know. Uh, mm. What is, I mean, Cindy's in uh, short for Cynthia, right? But it could be
0: Cinderella. I don't know. I just I just found out something. Uh, Catherine Keeter and Nick Cage are together again in the Croods, and and in uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Catherine oh, Keener right. was in that. She's Doc Ock.
1: Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's cool. Um, all right, so we have uh, we have another clip from this this era of the movie before it gets real porny and before Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix shows up, um, where he goes to see. Uh, Norman Reedus, who has a small part part in this, in the in a in the jail. Honestly, like a lot of these clips are really boring. It's just
0: yeah, <laughs> it this was hard to find clips. Hollywood. <laughs> be a big movie star. It's Norman Reedus, and so did I. Look how young he is. Check me out now.
2: He still got that thing on his face, but it's cool.
0: You know what, man? Won't you pass me one of the smokes? Pass me one of them smokes. And for no reason, total douche to know I don't smoke. So this is what you meant by truths and lies and people telling their own story and what they mean, you know? Mm.
2: Yeah, I have a I have a theory about this. I feel theory. like that and the way that he acts around Max Hollywood is his true self. He's way polite to everyone else that he meets in this movie, including his wife. He's like, just just uh, have to say what I have to say. I'm going to get out of this cigarette lie as like cleanly as I can. But the second that guy pushes his buttons, he puts out the cigarette to be a dick. And the second that he's putting Max Hollywood, you know, onto the job, he's like, let's pretend that this place actually gives you $400 a week. I'll give you $500 and just (laughs) razzing him and giving him shit. Like, I think that's who this guy is, but he can't be his true self because he's so, I don't know if it's the job or just who he is.
0: I don't know. All right, so why are you? I think you're really honest something here because what this sounds like to me, Mike, is he needs the story. It's like when he calls the woman and he's like, "I need your permission to kill these guys." Like he needs the truth, the story, to line up such that it allows him to to be the asshole he wants to really be.
2: I think so. And in saying this, I am no way saying this is a good movie, but <laughs> I do think this is a way that I get through the movie feeling like i've
1: accomplished something <laughs> man so the darkness was in him all along
2: i think so
0: once again so paul hollywood was right that that was what he said about the devil and all that stuff what's no max hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> remember paul that scene hollywood. where nick cage is making those cakes and max hollywood comes out and handshakes him <laughs>
1: Oh, we had a—we never mentioned this in the show, or maybe we did. We had a—we had a Great British Bake Off uh, Nick Cage crossover at some point. I don't think we were able to get a clip of it.
0: Yeah, because it it, was—it
1: was the episode where they made cages for their cakes in the most recent season.
2: Oh, that's—I've only seen the most recent season. And they did
1: a whole Nick Cage bit about Nick Cage and cakes. I say. (laughs) Now that's a
0: fucking show. So he's doing the swear word show. You get him on Great British Bake Off, or nailed it. Oh man. Now we're talking well, Yeah, where he's like
1: less, to. uh, where he's like being himself and less like in a host role. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: to be amazing.
1: Yeah. By, Oh, by the time we uh, get to our next episode, Chris, the, uh, Nick cage history of swear words on Netflix will have been released. So it's going to have can... to be a
0: bonus episode for that one a little bonus
1: episode on that. All right. So, Ooh. um, we've got, we've got the whole boring scene. Then we get max, the whole boring thing where he's sort of just investigating. Then we get max Hollywood shows up that at least so is interesting
0: so much happens i remember look pausing the movie and be like what like it's so much happens up to that point it's like incredibly boring you're like this movie must be three quarters over and it's like barely even halfway over when max hollywood shows up you're right. like oh,
2: really slow God. played in the beginning but then and, you know once max hollywood gets there it starts it's kicking up yeah that, I, I he's hawking electron elect, uh, vibrating vaginas he's reading capote <laughs> He's not gay, which he just tells him. I guess it was the '90s. You just had to say that if you had like, I don't know, if you, if some guy <laughs> approached you in a movie, you just had to say that you weren't gay.
0: He's like a terrible detective because he he literally goes. He's like, ah, oh, well, I need to find, uh, you know, find some porn. I'm gonna go in the porn store. It's like, oh well, I read these things. I guess I'll go talk to the guy at the porn store to see if he knows it. He goes to one <laughs> porn store. And he gets incredibly lucky that Joaquin Phoenix somehow uh, has like a network to every friggin' underbelly person there is. Could have just been an 18-year-old sh- like moron working behind the desk.
2: Yeah, I uh I I was friends of friends with someone who worked at a porn store. Uh and I can tell you if this guy approached him, all he would get would be his like doom metal, like eight eight track You know, demo that he was working on. He wouldn't get this underground anything. You just get bad music. (laughs)
1: Um, So we we get a bunch of scenes of him going to like different underground porn shops,
0: which are all
1: like in warehouses with like random fabric hanging down.
0: He goes to Diagon Alley of porn. He goes. (laughs) No, no. uh, What's the other one? The bad one. Uh,
2: This feels like a Harry Potter reference. Yeah. Uh, Oh
0: damn it! it. It's it's not Diagon. (laughs) It's off a Diagon Alley. One uh, of you guys in the chat has to know this.
1: Nocturnally. Yeah,
0: nocturnally. He goes to the nocturnally. Hogwarts. He goes to the <laughs> Hogwarts of porn. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um.
1: Uh, but so these scenes are him literally just walking around asking people for stuff films. Like he's just like walking to yeah. random people and be like, do you have anything harder?
2: <laughs> yeah. In ignored. the most like suspicious way possible. I have a large sum of money I want to spend. Let me, I, like no one talks like that, but he's walking around like a cop. And surprised that no one's giving him the the information or the goods that he's
0: looking for. Oh, we got to talk for a second too about how terribly active this entire film was. Like oh, how we flat get every into line that. was. Like everything was just like, oh my God.
1: Like usually I'm kind of on the fence about his performances. Like I'm like, all right, this is kind of doing something for this movie. This was mm-hmm. just bad acting. You know, this was no effort. He didn't sell anything.
2: No. It's very weird. Yeah. I And everyone's performance is like, and I think it might be the script and maybe the director or whatever. Cause everyone's like a little bit off. Cage is really off. So I'm not counting him, but like, everyone's just like all the lines that they have to say is just like a little bit, like people don't talk like this and it's not like stylized enough for me
0: to like, yeah enjoy it. <laughs> do you think he was like doing some great acting and then Joel Schumacher the whole time was like, no, 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 no. Say it more like you are like, just do you have no brain in your head? <laughs> and you're just a stone person like i don't think had, i like, don't the think the
2: city he... of angels like look to him at times like, like well you know he's just like yeah like wide-eyed like
0: that <laughs> <laughs> but not the fun nick cage wide-eyed like uh no sorry meg one?
1: i interrupted you for, oh no 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 i, I i'm actually I'm in, yeah city of angels is, is one of our other ones coming up so uh oh excited about that
0: which TJ. uh is she on point Out like it's, it's she, she's right it's like do you remember, like, there really was only one pure cage moment, and it was towards the end when he like kind of lost his shit briefly at the trunk of a car? Yeah, like that was the only moment I was like, oh, he's you know still in a cage, but.
2: And that's from the trailer, I think. I'm trying to understand. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
3: It
1: it is a it is a very uh, straight man cage movie for most of the movie. Um, we mm. do have a lot of crazy side characters. Um, what's it called? Brendan and Shiana in the chat are talking about Peter Stormare. I was saying my his name favorite,
0: right? my He's favorite said- actor. Oh, we have a clip. We have a clip of him. Hell yeah. We have a
1: clip of him. Um, why don't we show that clip, Chris? Why not? Let's go to the clip. Hold
0: on. I have to- Norman Reedus has to go. Bye, Norman.
2: Bye. Oh.
3: 5,000 now. 5,000 upon delivery. Two women. One white, One black. Hard bondage, of course. Of course. Other than that, trusting your own uh, artistic interpretation, I only have two stipulations. Okay. Challenge me. I want to watch you work. You don't want a franchise, do you? Steal the recipe for my secret. (laughs) <laughs>
2: I, there's no way the director said when you say hot sauce then open your mouth and keep it open for a weird <laughs> a weird beat that's just a peter a peter ten, uh, it's so good i even if he's in a bad movie even if he's hamming it up he just makes all these fun choices that nick cage should be making but he's and like he fuck it, often does do
1: but is not he i i don't love these like nicholas cage straight man movies i think that they are yeah that you know maybe they're necessary you know. <laughs> necessary part of his career evolution, but
0: the sound um did anyone else notice that the sound in this movie and you kinda had an example right there was real bad. Like, did you hear the cars going by? I don't think that was intentional. I think they just picked up cars going by outside. <laughs> uh when they were recording that audio. I'd buy that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what they spent their forty million on. Yeah, probably the cast. Um, I mean,
2: the cast is crazy. Like the uh, Gandolfini. I this is probably before the Sopranos, but still.
1: This like, is a month before the Sopranos came out. Uh, wow.
0: Gandolfini had some heat. You know, Nick Cage. I like this. Nick Cage, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves it is not something we need. That's that's from she. Yeah.
2: She had a lot of feelings while watching this, and she had a lot of feelings when it was me. over.
0: Oh my god.
1: I uh, that's that's a. I'm glad she sat through it, but i feel bad (laughs) that she (laughs) said
2: i warned her so often but how can no one's going to believe the warnings of this even the people that listen to this and haven't seen the movie they're like oh this is fun yeah
1: it's not a shot not not fun yeah um okay so we have uh you know uh i, I oh. like i'm just so uninspired by this fucking plot before we but- move
0: on <laughs> do you remember wait, wait. when when he when he first goes to california there's an extended like five minute montage with like middle yes. eastern music of him like in in like on hollywood boulevard it's like what is this even Yeah,
2: smoky bars and everything yeah. i really knew i was in la it was yeah. great
1: sort of the like yellow tinted uh film like
0: like how they would show Mexico in a movie, you know, with that yellow yeah, tint, right. they showed LA right. that way as if he was in another country or something.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like this whole, like the seedy underbelly, I guess like if he directed, if the guy that wrote this wrote Seven, then like, I think a Seven is like taking place as a in a city that doesn't exist. That's like so crime-ridden and like so awful, but like you're buying into it. For this, it's just, I don't know. I don't want it to be worse of a location because my soul wouldn't be able to take it, but it still wasn't like over the top enough for me to like, feel like again, that it was an act. It just felt like, I don't know, muddled like the rest of the movie. Yeah. He's
0: wandering around like two stores down from second city, Hollywood, That is three stores down from IO West. I would imagine that the porn was being sold out of the basement of IO West probably, but still like, not like a real (laughs) terrible place. There's the Hollywood wax museum. You know, uh, friggin' played at Hollywood's right there. And I a mean, M- this
1: was 20 years ago, but yeah, I guess it could have been a lot worse back then.
0: <laughs> improv
2: really cleaned up that town. Yeah, Improv
0: <laughs> cleaned up Hollywood Boulevard.
1: <laughs> they all right, so we've got the, the the let's see. So this whole we're still at the area where he's kind of like looking for the snuff film. He's meeting mm. a lot of random underground characters. Give me some snuff. Uh, we're seeing a lot of like explicit porn in the background. And let, um, and, a lot more but, than
2: I remembered. Like, oh, yeah.
1: But like now I, I watch- said,
0: though, like this is stuff that if you type porn into Google, it's going to be like the top five results of the stuff they're showing oh, yeah. as if it's like the darkest of the dark porn.
1: And this is a mainstream Hollywood movie. You know, it's it's unusual to have that. This is anime. true. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair.
0: But I mean, nothing uh, you would have seen outside of Game of Thrones these days.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: This the, uh, real, the real scary thing is how much we've been changed and and perversed by the world twenty years later. Yeah. that's the real horror
1: of <laughs> It's really scary. fucked up. There's a the the it probably will not surprise you guys to know that this movie just barely got an R rating. Um, they had a lot of cart cuts that they had to make. Um, oh, oh, I shit. thought you meant
2: the other way. I was like, how would this get a PG-13? Meg? Doesn't make no no, sense. no, 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 <laughs> I
1: mean, no, no. <laughs> NC-17. Uh, but there was a. Uh, rule, there's a rule, like they, they were only allowed to have two thrusts for each sex scene in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the rules are so funny on these. Okay.
0: That's they called had the rule twos. I remember that rule.
1: Bank of TV monitors in the background. And one of the conversations between uh, Max Hollywood and Nicholas Cage that they had to, I uh, sorry, they had a bunch of TVs in the background that were showing hardcore pornography and they had to just cut the scene out because there's too much porn in the background. I guess this was before... <laughs> You could just, I don't know, edit something in. um, And then a lot of the violence was cut back a little bit. Like when uh, Joaquin Phoenix gets his throat cut, that was a little bit more graphic in the original version, which in this version, they thankfully cut away pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember blood happening. I
0: kinda, yeah. yeah, I was like, wait, did his it throat gone. just get cut? Because it looked like yeah, he, he just dies. pinched his throat. Yeah, but like you couldn't really see it. Yeah, it wasn't like nowadays where you go... You know, it's like
2: right. The Game of thrones, once again. Game
0: of Thrones.
1: Um, so let's move on to the next section of the plot, which I would say is the Gandalfini stuff. Ah, mm. uh, yes. I love him. I was thrilled that he showed up, even though you know, he's basically just doing Tony Soprano and but Tony Soprano who does porn. Porny um, Soprano
0: porn. Porny Soprano. Sp- Thank you, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to uh, you want to hit the clip the clip of him and Nick Cage on the phone. He That's, sounds uh... dead like Tony Soprano in this. It's just it's just, like it's the same character. I know all about it.
3: Yeah, you know all about what about that girl six years ago. I know what you did to her. Who is this? You murdered her. You and your friends. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You killed her on film. And now you're fucked. You're all fucked.
0: Yeah, so he just calls him up to kind of shake the the hornet's nest up, make something happen.
2: As much as the dialogue's a little off on this for me in general, like that part, really everything he was doing in this movie, like, I buy him. Like the the like hearing like him actually reacting to stuff and like the smile that he doesn't need to have on, but he's going to have it on so you can hear him smile on the phone and seem like he's lying and it, it you know, playing off. I, I buy it. I, I think, it, I think he did a better job than he should have in this movie. Oh
1: yeah, Are you Gandalfine. talking about James Gandolfini or Nick Cage?
2: James Gandol, not we'll never talk about Nick Cage's acting <laughs> in a
0: positive way in this movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he was I no problem with him in this
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, G- Gandolfini did a good job.
1: I it's would okay. say most of the side characters did well acting wise. There wasn't, nothing stood out to me as being like badly acted.
0: That stakeout was like, I think a little over the top and kind of like made me, what? Like kind of not believe the movie. Like it kind of took me like way out of the movie because like basically he he's like, all right, I know this guy works. I know he lied to me because he had a conversation and he kind of lied to him. So he's like, I'm going to go next door. I'm going to rent out a whole floor of this abandoned factory and I'm just going to stake him out and wait. For him to tap his phone too, right? And he taps his phone. Like this feels like I don't know. It just felt like at at some point, you know, man, like this old woman's gonna be like, "Hey, dude, you just like spent a million, like a million dollars on this. (laughs) Like
1: you signed a lease on
0: that factory.
1: (laughs) You're supposed to understand that his budget is unlimited,
0: you know. But the lawyer guy, the lawyer guy, I guess, didn't really. Feel the need to stop him at this point too. Cause the lawyer guy knows is signing the checks, right? Oh no. he only I, I guess he's only talking to the old woman. He's not talking to the lawyer.
2: Right. I imagine he's probably slightly aware of it. Go, like in the periphery, he's kind of hanging around. So he's, he must be picking up some of this is going on, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good point that he had a, and also how long is he? Cause he tells his wife, uh, Tom, Nick Cage tells his wife that he's going to be gone for three weeks but then, like, with all the steps he has to do, it feels like he's gone for, like, yeah. months.
0: Like, at like, the end of the movie, he's like, man, what a crazy three weeks this was. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: Here's my adult child that's now ready for college. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for the money, old lady.
0: Yeah, like, he still has the same face wounds at the end of the movie, you know, that he got, like, you know, in Hollywood. So, it couldn't have been that long.
2: It, yeah. But to your I'll point, it feels like fast. it would take a while to, yeah. like... Make all that happen. <laughs>
1: it also feels like it'd take a while because it was just a slog to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, I mean, like, he just walked away from all this stuff and he sent a letter with basically all the details in the mail to this woman. But like the law never got involved. They found all these bodies everywhere and they're like, uh ah.
1: Well, yeah, let's let's wrap up let's wrap up the plot. So we've got okay. Gandalf, who's up just up. another villain who's associated with um uh, oh God! What was his name? Something uh, Velvet. Dino Velvet. Uh, Dino, Dino Velvet. Dino Velvet. Great name. <laughs> um And uh we—he—he he goes to some like fancy Hollywood Hills house and pushes some guy in a pool, which was actually a funny scene.
2: <laughs> and then he calls for help. I mean, he falls in the pool, and it doesn't sound like he's saying, "Hey, there's someone on the property." It sounds like, "I can't get out of this pool. There's no water in
0: <laughs> it." He's like, "Fuck!" And then,
2: and then later on that pool's filled when Gandalf is oh. like running for it, it's like clean, filled. It's like they had a talking after that happened. Like, dude, you gotta fill your pool.
0: Yeah, clean <laughs> it, like, it out. Maybe they were like, you know, I fill in that pool and uh it gave me an idea. We should shoot some porn out in the pool. We got oh, a whole pool that. here, and they're like, let's clean it up.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a uh... whole
2: scene they cut. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, I didn't even look to see if there's any deleted scenes for this movie. I Ugh. don't think I want to see them. I'm sure uh, they're all one. just- I mean,
0: if they are, oh, God. Rough. What?
1: So uh, we, yeah, I don't know. There's like a bunch of- He chases uh, them is-
0: down. He he finds out, uh, he gets to Dino in New York, and, and he, he tries to set up- We saw that scene where he's like, hey, make a point for me, Dino. But he's just always trying to get to this guy, the machine- Who is who stars in the porn? Who is the one that killed the girl? And he wants to find his identity. They realize he's playing him, and they confront him at a warehouse where they're gonna supposed to shoot this fake porn. And uh, they kill fucking uh, Paul Hollywood. And (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) And he's like, "It was Stodgy," and he fucking dies. Nice sponge. Nice sponge. Well,
2: when you say they though, it, it, it's Dino, it's uh, it's uh, Gandolfini, and surprise, surprise,
1: lawyer that, dude,
2: that, that lawyer dude,
0: the lawyer dude from Silence up. of the Lambs, right? Oh, I I think shit.
1: so. Uh, I found oh god, what, I don't remember the actor's name, but when I was lurking for clips of this movie, I found a fan YouTube that just does all of his clips that from the movie. Like so, it's just it's all of his scenes, and the YouTube is oh god, what is this guy's name? Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. It's just
2: all a... the scenes from this movie?
1: Yeah, are edit all of his scenes from this movie are edited together. Anthony Heald.
0: Oh God.
2: There can't that's, be that much that's, that's
0: <laughs> crazy. Crazy. It's not like that long, is so it? So it's just a supercut of only his scenes? Oh. Yeah. Oh maybe I have to bring this up on the screen. How long oh, okay, is it? yeah,
1: here we go. It's uh it's the the the, the YouTube account is called Anthony Healed dash favorite actor.
0: Favorite actor? Okay. It's owned I, and operated by Anthony Heald.
2: I mean, he's not a bad actor. It's just, it's surprising that he's someone's favorite.
0: So
1: this is, this is just This has a six subscribers and everything has a Russian subtitle. And there's quite a bit of videos from Anthony Healds movies that are just his scenes from like A Time to Kill, from Whispers in the Dark, from Silence of the Lamb and Red Dragon. So this guy loves, loves him. You know I
2: I like uh, Peter Stormare. He likes this dude. We all, you know what? It's fine. Everyone everyone loves someone in this movie, so good for him.
0: Man. So yeah, he gets the, uh, Nick Cage manages to get the jump after turning them on each other because he explains that the lawyer withheld a million dollars. The old woman had explained that her husband had made checks for a million dollars and the lawyer had taken most of the money. Dino Velvet Shoots him with a fucking crossbow, badass. And then uh, Dino Velvet gets hit with a stray bullet, and the jugular goes down. Uh, <laughs> Not
2: like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Something oh, more cinematic.
0: So <laughs> yeah,
2: I love him so much.
0: <laughs> and they kill Max Hollywood. Oh man. Yeah. And then Gandolfini chases. Uh, Nick Cage gets away. Gian- they they stab. Uh, you know we're just giving this way too much information.
1: I everybody yeah. dies
0: Every- oh no no uh you know because this is a slog so get if he gets away nick cage tracks him down oh and he asks permission to murder him oh we gotta play that clip this is a clip of uh of uh nick cage asking the girl's mother's permission to to kill uh james gandalfidi
3: remember when when i asked you if you'd want to know the truth No matter what what some men they took her and they killed her and they buried her (laughs) i'm sorry oh no 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 sorry i want to punish them for what they did what are you saying i
2: can hurt them give me your permission to hurt them please
3: (laughs) tell me how much she meant to you
0: it's it's so so weird (laughs) So yeah, he, this is when the movie takes a turn where it becomes more like a John Wick scenario where he's going to track down all the rest of the guys. There's only two left. Yeah. He lights Gandalfini on fire. He yeah. tracks down the at this the point, the, the
2: 8 millimeter film has been destroyed. So it's not even like he can do anything about the crime through the legal channels. Like, yeah. it's done. It's, it's too late.
0: And he's, so he's got to kill and, everyone. <laughs> and, and Gandolfini even says to him, like, you got to shoot me with your own gun? That you bought in your name. Like, such a reasonable <laughs> thing to say.
1: That was a pretty of- good James Gandolfini impression.
0: <laughs> that was good. That was good. But he, he says that to him, and I was like, man, they are they know, whoever wrote this knows a lot about, like, gun safety and, like, laws. I don't know. And, like, ballistics testing. Mm-hmm. Just don't see and that Gandolfini
2: is kind of- just helping him out. He's like, I don't want you to get caught when you kill me, so yeah.
0: don't shoot me. Uh, <laughs> and he gets killed in the bond Bonfire porn tracks down <laughs> tracks down uh baby face man to his house lives with his mom obviously Stabs him a bunch of times. They fight in a graveyard and he reveals. He's got a baby face He's like look I look like just like everybody else. I know how to explain it. I just love what I do. What kills him
2: <laughs> There's no weird backstory. I'm just like this. Isn't that the true horror Eight millimeter coming to a theater near you. <laughs> well,
0: what you said, actually, Mike, is like making me think because he's the antithesis of Nick Cage because he is who he is uh, and he doesn't need an excuse to be who he is. Whereas Nick Cage needs... an uh, He is never who he is. He lies about who he is all the time. He doesn't even use his real name for half the movie. And he, uh, you know, he can't be who he is unless he has an excuse.
2: Yeah, even at a point where I would think it doesn't... Like, or leading up to like... You know all these events he's he's lying to Catherine keener about what the case is and that makes sense for the type of job this is fine i buy it but then there's a point where it's like go go to where we spent fourth of july you would think like you would say hey uh things are bad right now i'm not going to go into the details but you're in danger i'm in danger so like let's lay low instead Catherine keener is asking these valid questions about what the fuck is going on Uh, why, why am I here? Why are you hiding things from me? And I don't think at any point in the movie, he says, okay, here's what's up. Even after the fact, when he winds up just raking those leaves, (laughs) grinning like an idiot in his yard
3: (laughs) that's bizarre. and like he
2: reads a postcard, like there's still no, there's just still no evidence that he's told Catherine Keener. They stare at a glance like, oh, you understand what's going on. Even though you don't know this piece of mail. I just opened Catherine Keener, but he just, it's, he's. Ah, uh, he just, all I want for him is to be honest with Catherine Keener. That's why I came on the show. I just wanted, <laughs> I
0: just feel like the the thing. real ending of this movie is much darker than what they show. Like he's raking leaves and he has this vacant expression when he's like slowly raking leaves as if he is like, like completely like just, you know, what's the word catatonic, you know, he's just kind of like, mm-hmm. 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 and then someone, you know, gets that letter. He's like smiling like a crazy person. I thought he was just going to go in and murder his family or something crazy like that. Like that's the ending. Like he gets infected so, with evil. You know what I mean?
1: Interesting you bring that up. Well, because um, this is this movie had heavy rewrites. It was originally written by a guy named Andrew Kevin Walker uh, and they thought it was too dark so they asked the, uh, they asked, they asked the screenwriter to lighten it up um, and then Joel Schumacher was like, or the original screenwriter was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like it's going to be fine and Joel Schumacher was like, yeah, no, no, we're going to lighten it up I'll, and I'll, I'll do some rewrites on it. And it pissed off the original screenwriter so much that he just completely walked away from it, refused to watch the movie and they had a big falling out. Oh,
3: so wow. wow,
1: what was the original movie? Like, I don't know, probably didn't have a fucking happy ending.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you can imagine what, if you like married seven and eight millimeter, like what this movie could have been, um, Yeah, probably too much for me to watch, uh, <laughs> frankly. But it probably wouldn't have been boring. I'll, I'll give him that. Ugh. Man,
3: ugh, yeah. ugh. ugh. ugh.
2: I, I'm so sorry that you didn't get the full effect of the reveal. Cause that, like, again, that was like the traumatic point of this. Mo- That's what I think about when I think eight millimeter. That baby-faced man whose face is <laughs> impossibly baby-faced uh, that I've never, I hadn't seen before, and. Honestly, if I had watched The Wire when it came out, I would have been re-traumatized. I was lucky enough to watch The Wire way, way later and see him again. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that you could pick a better face to be behind a gimp mask for a reveal like that.
0: Yeah, it was really like in the glasses too. The glasses really did it. <laughs> That's right. A
1: little bit did of skew. you have the glasses on under the gimp mask?
0: Yeah, how is he seeing a murder? What the fuck? It's
2: crazy. It's I, I don't know. He must be uh, nearsighted or whatever it is. I wear glasses, but I don't know
0: what it's called. So don't yes. <laughs> um, let's uh,
1: let's let's. Do you want to do bingo, Chris? I feel like oh we yeah, need to let's cover- go to
0: bingo. I need to let's make see, a bingo let's, thing. Let's,
1: we need a little cheering up, guys. Let's see if we can get a bingo here. Um, so basically, the way that this works is we have these, cumulatively added these on from our last three movies. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Was a few there's a few things that we don't have yet so seeing a therapist not in this uh, movie it should be but it's not yeah really uh nobody was pregnant um mm. the underwater scuba propeller that that's going to be a hard one to get um, so
3: specific <laughs> it's
1: very specific but it has shown up in two movies already <laughs> two um undercover fancy cage which is when oh. he wears a suit and talks in a fancy accent there no. was I mean, undercover was cage undercover,
2: but he was undercover, but not fancy, uh, unfortunately. Right.
1: So, but we do have a standoff. So there we go. We've got one to add to that. Hell yeah. We had a guns, gun and crossbow standoff. Um. <laughs> all right. We got remake, which would get us a bingo. So this one, there, there is a movie that it is similar to a Spanish movie called Thesis, which is related to the movie World of Snuff Food films. But it, I looked into this movie. Uh, it was. From 1996 so it predated this movie I don't think that it's a direct remake I think it's just sort of like they were like oh let's do a American snuff film movie so unfortunately I don't think we're gonna get credit for that one yeah yeah
2: what is tattoo sighting
1: so thank you for asking Michael so Nick Nicholas cage has a very ridiculous back tattoo that shows up in some of his movies
3: oh
1: um but we did see him shirtless and the back tattoo was makeup out
3: mm, okay. so we
1: we, it, do, it does show up um that one is in a lot of movies the tattoo so that one especially that earlier one, ones yeah uh cage is a villain he's not the villain uh there's no addiction stuff like there's no well, I'm,
0: smoking, there's
2: but...
1: yeah that's true
0: but I, I get but the thing is I, I think we have a separate one for like i think cage smokes in almost every movie yeah,
1: I wouldn't yeah, say so. Smoking. That'd be
2: an easy one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, if we do like Cage not smoking in a movie. That might be a better one. Just yeah, that's going to be on our next right. card. Because <laughs> if he doesn't smoke it, that's a bigger thing. Addiction, I think, is more if Nick Cage himself has an addiction in the movie. Yeah.
2: Like, uh, yeah, Bad Lieutenant and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, he's not divorced in this movie, but she certainly yes. threatens it.
2: Should be. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, He's not a cop. I mean, he's a PI, but he's not really a cop. And then, this specific one, left alone in a hospital, waking up alone, is has shown up in multiple movies, but not today.
0: No, guys, bingo I don't think yet. we
1: have a bingo. Been-
2: <laughs> I'm just glad that one got on the board. We're um, gonna get
0: as close a, yeah. to bingo as humanly possible without getting. We're gonna get everything <laughs> except for like. <laughs> maybe
1: uh next next one we might get something next next movie is valley girl which uh probably will not have um an underwater scuba propeller but who knows
0: is he a villain we'll find out actually
1: i think it's a romantic comedy i've never seen it
0: if we get seeing a therapist we get bingo if we get left alone in a hospital so if he sees a therapist boom bingo
1: my guess is we're most likely to get it from pregnant girlfriend or remake yeah Alright, let's go to the trivia section. Alrighty. Guys, I have some real good trivia for this movie. Trivia. Just some real random shit. Um guys, the original title of this movie was called Sexy World. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby, it's a sexy world. <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
2: Nothing sexier than the underground world of pornography. Sexy My world.
1: God. Oh, I'm so glad they changed it. God,
2: <laughs> so bad. For uh, a snuff film more. oh, that's like, that's, that's rude. I don't know yeah. what else to say. It's a rude title.
1: We, uh, uh Nicolas Cage's Oscar is in the movie. The physical Oscar is wrapped up in black string and laces on Eddie Poole's desk. Eddie Poole being, uh, James Gandolfini's character.
3: What?
2: Oh, be- yep. because he makes movies, he probably won some sort of like porn award, and they're using so, the Nick Cage is like, hey, yeah.
0: what if I brought my Oscar in and put it on your desk or something crazy <laughs> yeah. shit like that?
2: That's impressive. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, we have a uh, a lot of um people that were considered for Nick Cage's part in this movie. Can you make a guess as to who one of them was? John
0: Travolta.
1: John Travolta, who is oh, all- every time there's a there's a thing that's like these people turn down this role. It's always John Travolta, especially this era, but we have Bruce Willis, Val Kilmer, Charlie Sheen, Mel Gibson, Nick Nolte. And then
2: so many better options. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Also, uh, Russell Crowe actually was, I think, booked to be the star of this. And uh, they were, they were going to have it be like a more dirty handheld gritty thriller is what it says. Uh, and then they had, then Nick Cage was interested. And so they were like, oh, let's make this more of a big budget movie. So it could have been like a uh, even what? grittier.
2: When did uh, LA Confidential, this is before LA Confidential, right? Or no?
1: No idea. I feel oh, it.
2: Well, running. either way, that would have been a better movie with him in it, for sure. I think I want to see the Nick Nolte one more yes. than the other ones. But.
0: Yeah, Nick Nolte, like, uh, like a much like dirt, like a, a cop that's like like a PI that's like, like kind of out of shape and older and like, kind of like, that would be interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. LA confidential was 97. So this was after LA confidential.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Fair uh,
1: enough. another fact, uh, there's an actor, his name is Don Creech. He played the dad of Norman Reedus. Do you remember? We, we talked to the Norman Reedus's dad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, like working on a car or something.
1: Yeah. This actor in real life is the keeper of the Muppets for the Jim H- Henson company. He is the one who takes care of and repairs all the Muppets for Jim Henson.
2: Oh, that's what? so awesome.
1: <laughs> that's on the IMDb trivia page. I'll so, take did it. he
2: like audition for this, or was someone like, you know, who's got to be in this role? <laughs> That dude, I saw with the Muppets the one time. I think, you, you know,
1: he's like a legit actor. Um, okay. he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in X-Men First Class, uh, oh. Leon the Professional, Benjamin Button, all sorts of stuff.
0: Oh. Wow. Um, but he also so he, keeps Muppets.
1: He also just happens to keep Muppets.
2: I got a big house. I got a room for Muppets. There you I'm go. I'm
1: the Muppet <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, okay. And then our last our last fact is that, um, James Gandolfini is killed by Nicholas Cage in this movie, as you guys know, um, in the movie, true romance, uh, Patricia Arquette kills James Gandolfini, Patricia Arquette and Nicholas Cage were married, which makes James Gandolfini, uh, a rare person who has been killed by a real life married couple <laughs> in the movie.
0: Wow. That's something else
2: that's heartwarming i love that
0: hey do you think this guy who's the muppet keeper like if he brings like a lady home he's like in bed and he's like hey look up and there's like snuffleupagus hanging above the bed or some shit like that <laughs> he's like i got snuffleupagus sorry oh <laughs> he was the keeper of the muppets
1: <laughs> for 22 years
0: oh man his house must have been so crazy
1: <laughs> just didn't really get a muppet vibe from him
0: no
2: no, yeah. I got a vibe of he's been working on that truck for thirty years. I didn't get any sort of whimsy from him at all.
0: Uh, he's like, you know what? I'll take the truck outside and work out in the street today. It's a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, it wasn't even in the garage. He was just working on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford the garage set or whatever, so they just had him on the, the side of I'd the just road. Just do it on
1: this alley. It'll be fine. <laughs> let's uh, let's rank this movie, guys. All right, let's oh, do I- it. Out. I-
0: Cage. All right. So, all right. I'm all
1: guessing right. high
2: rankings for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: So we've got, I think this is our 16th, no, 14th movie. 14. Um, just to give you guys a little uh, a thing of what we're working with. Mandy is still our number one followed by the rock. And then our number, our last two movies, our worst two movies are Jiu-Jitsu, And then whatever we watched last week, which i'm totally blanking on chris what was that uh family the family man? man yeah oh the family man yeah so uh, uh we'll, we'll see it's gonna end up somewhere around there probably closer to the bottom um i do i'm
2: voting on this too so we'll see what happens
0: yeah la- so last is... week was a real depressing vote we were all just like to, we were all just like lining up on the numbers and they were all real low oh. so oh we'll really we'll see how this <laughs> one goes
1: we uh so that we do this out of 10 uh michael you can start us off uh in just a first category we've got is the cast like how good is the cast for this movie i
3: think
2: unquestionably this cast is like good uh too good for what this movie is uh i'd i'd say i'd say an eight i'd give him an eight
0: I'm right there with you, man. I think it's a seven. I think like, yeah, you got Gandolfini, you got Catherine Keener, you got a lot of really good people in this movie. So
1: I'm gonna give it a ten. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was like as good of a cast as there could be. Uh, totally misused.
2: Watch oh. out, Mandy. We're coming for you. Oh man, if this <laughs> comes yes.
0: after Mandy, oh man. <laughs> Meg is so gonna this- be the new. Oh, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Serpico of our. Uh,
1: Serpico just yeah, went ten
0: down the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right acting and this is not nick cage's acting this is everyone else's acting
2: god you know uh, Peter storm if i'm saying that right and and joaquin phoenix and gano phoenix they just crushed it um there are some weird moments that i do think aren't the actor's fault but they do bring down the score for me a little bit so i'm gonna say taking nick cage out i'd give it I'll be generous and say seven instead of six,
0: seven. All right. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give it a a five. I was not feeling much.
1: I'm going to give it a seven. I thought everyone, but Nick Cage was fairly good in this movie. That the woman who played the, uh, the, the girl's mom was really good. She had a very emotional performance. Um, all right. Out of 10, uh, how fun is this movie?
2: All right. I can't give it a zero because, um, I
1: mean, you can but, if you want.
2: I don't think it's fair because for me, zero is like absolute zero. I'm always rounding up. For <laughs> uh, and even like the small things that popped up here and there, like this is such a dumb moment. But when uh, when Joaquin Phoenix is like making change, he says, uh, and that'll be $25 and some change. Like he didn't even, his character just, I got the sense he just took a bunch of change out of the door. I was like, this is probably right. And for that, I will give it a
0: one. <laughs> for the moment of levity, one. Because uh, yeah, it's I, not zero. I will say that I was mostly just kind of like, oh, when I watch this movie, but like, I didn't, like, I would, I could go back and watch this again. I wouldn't want to, but I could make it through one more watching, I think. And, you know, for that, I will also give it a one. Meg?
2: Oh, that face, Meg. This doesn't look good. It's
1: coming to <laughs> zero. I'm giving it a two. Whoa! Uh, Whoa!
0: Double because, score!
1: Uh, the reason was because of the scene where the guy falls in the pool, uh, and also because I did enjoy Joaquin Phoenix's character. And it wasn't as... Like there was no part in like like I always my least fun movie was Leaving Las Vegas. Like there's no mm. part in this movie where I was just like oh I can't watch or like oh that was really really upsetting. It was just kind of, uh, all right, right, fine, all right. This is a uh, technical, uh, so like uh, costumes, sets, hair and makeup.
2: Yeah, it's hard for me to. effects. It's hard with this one because it's not like a lot me to kind of go on I guess like I mean Chris picked up on the sound which is fair I I didn't really pick up on that but now that you mention it it makes yeah I could see that um but I mean they they were you know the, the the violence was what it was uh there wasn't as much shown uh you know the the sets I thought that the sets were they looked realistic enough that that like uh that abandoned place where the the woman was killed that just had graffiti all over the walls i feel like i haven't been to those exact places but it feels like analogous to some or, or parallel to some punk shows that i've maybe been to uh i'll give it a i'll give it a five just because i don't really have really anything negative or positive to say it's just like down the middle
0: i agree with you about the sets i think that like the, the locations they chose were like very unique and very like crazy but like they almost look like found places like they're not uh dressed up that way almost like they'd like come across them like those houses they were at uh that were just like kind of cluttered and crap everywhere and like you know those kind of places looked really cool like all the LA stuff was pretty cool Um, but yeah like the sound was pretty bad and um so I mean they had to do a lot of simulated sex stuff I'm gonna
1: say (laughs) six I'm gonna say four I didn't think you know it wasn't bad but nothing like stood out to me right um overall how do you rank this movie out of 10?
2: I've been trying to think of this for 20 years how I rank this uh <laughs> it's it just gets it I mean I don't you're seeing it as adults so it's probably gonna be a different thing seeing this as like a 16 year old and just like it just screwed me up in in terms of like I get. I guess if I saw this later in life and seen more like Uh, you know, crazier movies and stuff at the time, like this, this would probably rank lower. But at the time, like I hadn't really seen anything that I thought was like, oh, you can do that in a movie. That's crazy. Um, This was kind of up there for me at the time. So overall, I can't recommend it to people, but it definitely had an impact, uh, emotional, psychological, whatever. So I'm going to say three, uh, which is probably more than it deserves, but there you go.
1: Three out of ten. What you got, Chris?
0: Oh, she, sheon's gonna do Rage, huh?
1: Oh yeah, we had a we booked we just booked another guest in the uh, chat. While this was happening, (laughs) there was a a request from from Sheon for the movie that was basically taken, which turned out to be called Rage. I don't know if I've ever even heard of this one. Although it's on our list,
0: straight to DVD. I think VOD one. I think.
1: Um. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Shiyan, I'll send you an email and we'll figure this out. You don't have to do that movie, but we'd love to have you as a guest. <laughs> clearly, you have lots of good, <laughs> good thoughts. Um, all right. Uh, overall, Chris, what do you think out of ten?
0: Uh, three.
2: We're right there.
0: Right
3: We're
2: there. right oh. there for most of
0: these.
1: I'm gonna hit a one. I don't know what you. <laughs> okay.
0: I liked. I liked the the crazy '90s view of the seedy underbelly, and I don't know. That was just kind of like. Stupid, and fun. <laughs> yeah. Like the nun with the dildo. Do you remember that scene? He's like, I, they're, they're watching a video in one of the underground places, and there's like a nun, like that's gonna like use a dildo on a guy. Right. Do you remember that?
1: I don't remember the nun.
0: Like, oh, I do remember the room classic. where they
1: go into the underground porn, and there's just one of the sections is just labeled kids. Oh, yeah. Like we're just yeah. gonna just label it kids, like.
0: As if it were like a comic book tray and it was like X-Men and then just kids. There are some movies that
2: are like manipulative in terms of like tugging at your romantic heartstrings and stuff. This is like, that part was manipulative in terms of like just being like, this is gross. This movie's gross. I hate it. Like they didn't need (laughs) to put that there, but they did and they knew exactly what they were doing. That part
1: was, yeah, fucked up. I thought it was over the top. (laughs) Ugh. All right, what do you got? All right, so oh, sorry. next section, I should introduce it. This is where we can add or subtract a single bonus point. Um, in the past, we have allowed multiple bonus points for people who make very strong cases for it. But in oh, general, no. <laughs> single bonus point um, for something that you liked or disliked about this movie. For example, you could subtract a bonus point for a bad hairpiece, which fortunately, this movie did not have. Had fa- The hairpieces were fine. They were fine. They're
2: fine. Uh,
1: Whoever has one first can go for it.
2: So Peter, my favorite actor, Peter Stormare, uh, had so many like fun choices. Uh, There was a part where he's like, "What?" He has like a is it a is a photograph? Is it he he has something in his oh it's a photograph of the Cage's family. Yeah, and there's no way that he was told to do that, but he he just he's like, "I need to do something. I need to make a choice." Chews it up and then like doesn't even spit it out. He just allows it to fall out of his mouth because he's like decided that his character was always in a drug haze or something. So I, I give it I give an extra point for that. Anytime that that dude makes a choice, it's uh it's the best.
1: Are we gonna have to do a Peter Stormare uh side podcast, Chris?
0: What would we call it?
1: Uh Stormare weather. <laughs> Stormare the castle? Stormare the castle, that's good too. <laughs>
0: Uh, I uh, I was just thinking of something and I'll, I don't know if I should give a bonus point for this but you and I were talking about the first half of the movie being on the east coast everything being very grey. Yes. Do you remember when they get to the west coast there's more color? What if that was like a Wizard of Oz kind of thing? Similar to yeah, uh, Wild at Heart <laughs> Anyway I'm going to give a bonus point for Norman Reedus Okay, Young Norman Reedus Gums Young Readers.
1: Uh, I'm re- gonna oh, take Reedus away. Oh, Rita's
0: Digest. Rita's Digest. That would be his. Podcast. Oh
1: yeah, that's the that's the Norman Reedus good. series. Reedus yeah.
0: Digest. That is very good. I like that a lot.
1: I'm taking off a bonus point because I the what they did to poor Catherine Keener, just that yeah. ridiculous part they gave her with. She no got depth. fucked
0: in this movie. I
2: feel like honestly, I don't even know what she could do in a movie like this. I think it would just been better for her and for her career if they just didn't put her in this movie
0: at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no good.
1: Hopefully she, hopefully she got a good paycheck for it. She got some exposure before being John Malkovich, but man, brutal. What do we think? Where are we gonna? Let's see where it ends up, Chris. All right, us. Right. Boy,
0: I'm so nervous. Ah, we are yeah.
1: ten. Right.
0: Yes, it beat out okay. National Treasure. <laughs>
1: So uh, for those listening in, uh, it is now ranked number 10 out of 14 movies. It has beaten National Treasure, The Wicker Man, The Family Man, and Jiu-Jitsu.
0: It is
2: Although not. there are only 14 movies, this is technically top 10 Nicolas Cage movie. It is. For right
1: now.
0: now. Yes. It is right after Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, is very- hu-
2: this is a huge thing to make putting down that 10 for the cast. I'm sure
0: that... Yeah. I mean, those are probably pretty clustered together that, uh, that yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll periodically do a check to see like how close these are actually to each other and also check to see how much the guest influence things. I don't think this is, if I was doing this in a vacuum, I don't think I would rank this that high.
3: <laughs> uh, What's
2: weird though, is we were all pretty close on a lot of our rankings, but I do agree that this seems higher than I thought. For the movies that are on the board.
1: So I did did I get I gave it a ten for the cast? Is yeah. that what I did? You gave it a yeah. ten. Can You're you go back, wrong. Chris, and change it to like I'm just curious if that makes a difference. Change it to like a six for the cast. It's
0: gonna make a huge difference. You think so? Yeah. No. Nope. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> no difference at all. All right. Alright,
1: the ten stands.
0: Wow. Yes. All right. That's interesting that it made no difference at all. I you know, uh what really threw me was national treasure ending up this far down. But you know, that was a fun show, and I think we like we really picked that one apart. It's like a two-hour show.
1: Yeah, so we, we, we went a little <laughs> we long on that one. On,
0: we went deep on that one. Uh, all right, uh, so it's time for uh, the Cage Gauge, uh, which is a, a two-axis plot of Cage's acting ability versus Cage's craziness. And when I say Cage's craziest, I mean his p- patented Nick Cage yelling random shit, getting crazy, you know how he is. So out of 10 is another out of 10. How would you gauge the cage's craziness in this film?
2: It's not really crazy. Um, it's not even muted crazy, which would have been better. Um, he has a little bit of freakouts at the end, uh, so I can't give it a zero. But out of ten, I'd probably say one.
0: I I totally agree, and I'm just giving that one point for the freakouts at the end, just like you, Meg. Mm. Keep it simple. Same thing. Ones across the board. <laughs> And acting, same thing, but this is just specifically <sighs> Nick Cage's acting ability.
2: God, I think I really wanted to like it. His acting ability. <laughs> um, I can't think of a moment that I bought from him at all, um, except for maybe when he was asking the the mother if she'd want to know, like before he went off to to do the investigation. So I'll still do a one. I'll do one. a one. And that might be a generous one, but there you go.
0: There there was that moment where he was, uh, I just want to understand, like that part, I thought was the one, like where he has a freak out. I thought it was like the most acting you see him doing the whole, like the most emotion you see him showing the whole movie. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also with you on this. I'm going to give it a one.
1: I am right there. One, two. This was just a real clunker
0: we are (laughs) we are braving some new territory on the cage gauge we are down in this less crazy bad acting quadrant i don't think we've ever been this far down yeah we really haven't yeah this is the same neighborhood as uh as national treasure but uh it is the lowest acting lowest crazy cage movie we have this is family man right here this is gone in 60 seconds those are the neighbors in this quadrant uh if you look into the uh good acting less crazy you've got uh uh raising arizona and oddly enough jujitsu which uh oh, okay <laughs> how did yeah. that happen things happen when you <laughs> when you have no real science behind what you're doing this you know shit happens so i don't know what this tells us but this is it who knows what's to be learned from this but we have uh, we have gauged the cage
2: so that's Mandy nice. is uh, good acting more crazy. Yes, right? Mandy is
0: there. in that that. Uh... Oh, no, long go back. Oh no! I'm sorry. Every time I go back, it's <laughs> uh, design flaw in my uh, my I'm shit. So here. sorry. Uh, I didn't to... But yeah, Ma- Mandy is uh, in that. See, that's the red face right there. That's the Mandy. Yeah. Uh, you got Mandy. You got face off. You got leaving Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. So
2: all three of those are sort of front runners, but on different ends of whether you like acting or craziness,
0: right. basically. Yeah. Vampire's yeah. Kiss is up here because it is uh, you know, extremely – Wait, that's not, no, that's not Vampire's Kiss. Kiss. Sorry, that's Vampire's the... Kiss
1: is way to the right. Yeah, oh, Vampire's crazy, right? Kiss is
0: right there. More crazy, bad acting. I have to put some kind of alternate text on these so I can see what the names are.
1: <laughs> you, like memorized all the faces. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is uh, The Rock.
2: Right down the middle. Yep, for the rock.
0: So, oh, then this is uh, Wicker Man, right there. More crazy. I'm surprised
2: action. that didn't get a better score. I remember enjoying that. Yeah. Uh, that movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's so tedious. It's just like there's a, there's all the crazy parts, and then there's also just a lot of running around, like having yeah. really slow, awkward conversations with people. I think that's, that's the fair. thing
0: to be learned, though. I've been learning from these for a lot of these movies. There's a cut in there that's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: like mm-hmm. Wicker Man, there is a tight. 30 minute Wicker Man cut, that's fucking awesome. Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. same deal. Like, you can make a 25 minute Jiu Jitsu cut, that would just blow your mind. But, you know, they stretch it out for two hours and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Right. Chris
1: gets so mad whenever we start a movie and it's two hours long. It's like, <laughs> two hours. I don't, for me, two hours seems like a normal length for a movie.
0: She
2: actually said we should. I shouldn't. mean, when you see movies like this, I you have to, you have to agree with Chris that, yeah, that's when fair. When you see a slog like this, yeah, it's fair.
0: Like, I mean, you could have really cut to, like, you could have cut maybe 15, 20 minutes out of the beginning and cut like really quick to LA, like in the first. Like, oh, yeah. That was when the real story started happening.
2: I, yeah. I feel like if you cut a big chunk out of the beginning and kind of like be more blatant about like, like maybe Nick Cage should be a character that's like overly good or, 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 or somehow more incorruptible in the beginning. So his downfall is like more pronounced. So you give a shit that he's making this journey, but you don't get that. You just get that he doesn't smoke. I thought
0: what <laughs> they were hinting at with this whole thing was that he, also uh, Brendan had a hot take that the ideal film length is seventy eight minutes to three hours long to <laughs> <laughs> three it's hours seventy
1: eight minutes or three hours <laughs> or long. three
0: hours long. Uh, I thought the whole movie they were like kind of hinting at that he was going to be corrupted. And like at the end of this movie, he was going to be the one making porn, or he was going to get really into you know, like right. like, like Joaquin Phoenix kept saying that to him. And, but no,
2: no, that's the other. Probably the other version that we we'll never get to see. We'll Nor do I want it. to. but It's probably
0: the original.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to not thinking about this movie ever again after this.
0: Put it in the vault or lock it back in the cage. In the cage. Lock the cage. it
1: back in the cage of things I can forget. I just <laughs> oh,
0: that, yeah. should be, that should be that should be a question collectors. for you.
2: That should be your last bit on these shows. Like, do you want to unlock this cage or do you want to lock this cage? Ooh, in this I one. Like that lock this cage this cage should not be let out
1: (laughs) the uh yeah chris you should have a sound effect for that when the when the the little reaction thing comes up
0: like i don't know what would it be depending on what
1: what it is that uh he's doing
0: um
1: all right so let's do a quick i think we have time for a little quick nick cage fact chris if you want to boop us over there Um, we didn't, we didn't do one last week, so we'll do, a, we'll just, we, we like to learn a little bit about, uh, Nick Cage as a person. Uh, although this is more of an actor one. So kind of on the theme of different parts that could have gone different ways. I have a few little examples of movies that Nick Cage auditioned for, but didn't get. So hmm. if you have seen any of these, uh, he could have been the guy from the breakfast club. I think the like John Bender I guess that's is that the Judd uh,
2: Nelson character
3: yeah
1: probably yeah
2: with the big jacket and like yeah uh, the badass I could that's, see that
1: that makes sense that I would buy that
2: I don't think I would think he was cool enough for that
1: <laughs> that's you know fair. what I mean?
2: I could see him dressing up but I wouldn't be like man when I grew up I want to be as cool as that guy but no
1: <laughs> yeah rarely is Nick Cage cool in a movie that's an interesting uh an interesting thing to think about <laughs> uh similarly another cool character that he did not yet was tony stark he could have been Tony Stark.
2: Uh. is he almost every superhero is that like his deal he,
1: he's really into superheroes but he has not played that many superheroes he had a a, a superman movie that almost got made but didn't um he played Spider-Man. ghost rider ghost rider yeah
2: played Spider- oh and kick ass <laughs>
1: And yeah, and he was, and he, and also he was Spider Man in, into the Spider Verse. Mm. Um, all right. Another one is uh Willy Wonka. That would have been a real weird Willy Wonka. I'm assuming that's the uh the Tim Burton. One. I mean, obviously, that's the,
0: <laughs> the, the oh the god.
1: Version, but wait, no. the, uh, Could that Gene have been
0: Walder. the Gene Walder version?
2: Nah, he would have no. been like 10 years old. That would have been a different movie,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a real weird movie. Um, um and also uh, Tom Cruise's character in Risky Business, which I've never seen, so I don't have any comment on that.
2: Yeah, same. I know he goes across the floor in socks and underwear. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so awesome.
1: and that's our Nick Cage fact from the day. Um, and that's that's pretty much our show. Um, Michael, do you have anything that you want to promote to our? our vast audience of Nick
2: Cage fans. Uh, We just uh, binge watched the first five episodes of Ted Lasso, which is the exact opposite of eight millimeter. So if you want to not have this taste in your mouth, just watch it. If you have Apple plus watch Ted Lasso, it's as good as everyone says. Uh, uh,
1: What's his name? Jason Sudeikis.
2: Yes. It's I, it's so good uh for personal projects uh i'm in qaw i think i'm in a video this week uh but qaw is just a great great time on the 2mb studios here on twitch uh check it out a weekly uh fake wrestling show as opposed to all the real wrestling shows out there (laughs) uh but uh it's at what eight o'clock on thursdays i should know this i'm in eight
1: o'clock eastern i think yeah
2: yeah and our very own chris is in it uh yeah just, just great stuff. You can see what happens when uh, comedy people aren't allowed to go to theaters. What I, I
1: haven't watched that many of it. I've really just sort of tuned in for Chris's parts. But the parts I've seen where your character isn't it are, I love it. That oh, she Michael's loves. Don't touch our nuts. <laughs> don't touch her. It's like a bunch of squirrels stacked up on top of each other, right?
2: Uh, they're an. I, I called it a mech soup, but then someone corrected me. That's a Gundam. I don't know what the term is. I don't watch anime, but it's like a mechanical suit that
0: they all wear.
1: That are uh, a bunch of squirrels controlling a wrestler.
0: Here's my yeah. canonical question to you. So these squirrels, do so they each control a robot that together forms the scarecrow robot, much like Voltron, Ooh. or is it, you know what I mean? Another, is it all one robot and they each are just inside of it?
2: You know, it hasn't been said in the show Uh, so it could be, I do like them all controlling a separate robot. Like Power
1: Uh, Ranger style? Right. Yeah.
2: As it, like, as is, if you hadn't said that it would have been, they all control like a different limb or the brain. Like there are five of them. So they can be in all four limbs in the head. But now I'm thinking, yeah, they probably are part of different. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. This is a good. (laughs) A good writing session I'm oh
0: you could cut like some some really obscure season of power rangers that no one watched <laughs> and just put it in there
2: oh man that is 100 <laughs> happening
1: now <laughs> so, quarantine action wrestling 8 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash 2mb studios if you want to see michael's squirrels beat up other fake wrestlers yeah um and then, uh, th- then our next show is on January 10th. Uh, we have our musician friend, Molly Walburn. She's super funny and uh, really looking forward to this discussion. We're watching the movie Valley Girl, a very early romantic comedy cage. That'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun.
1: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nice for those of you who uh, have been watching virtual improv, which is our Friday show, Fridays at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern we are back after two weeks off this week
0: back live season two new overlay all kinds of new stuff so it'll be fun yeah
1: and that's it that's our show uh see you guys all next week
0: thank you thanks mike thanks michael thank you for being here guys unlocking the cage is produced by the manager special Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.